Hi everybody, this is Josh Rodriguez, Alexa's fiance, Ella's future brother-in-law, and now one of the editors of the podcast. I am just chiming in at the beginning of the episode to say, unfortunately, we had a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, the first minute or so of Alexa's audio got cut out. Not really sure why it happens to everybody sometimes. Uh, they were talking about, Alexa was worried about this upcoming episode, and Ella inquired about, why are you worried? And this is where the podcast uh, takes place. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Sorry about the technical difficulties, and I hope you enjoy. Yeah, okay, so you're worried why? I'm worried I'm going to cry. Like, I haven't cried on the podcast as of yet, but I, I'm worried I'm going to cry with this one because I remember it, and it's it's awful. I don't remember this one. I was probably 11 when this happened. I don't remember the but... year it happened, but I remember hearing about it. And I feel like maybe I went to Georgia soon-ish. I, I, re- I don't remember what year it was right now. but It I... was in 2016. So then I didn't, but I... I rem- Wait, maybe I did, because me and Ashley went back to georgia at some point all the years are bleeding Mm -hmm. together now because i'm 25 and i don't know what i did when anymore but i i I remember this and like i remember being on the news and i think also just in a as generations that have never grown up without big mass shootings in schools in various places like <laughs> like you know we both grew up in post-columbine worlds so we've never mm-hmm. known what it's like to go to school and not have that be a problem that you're considering yeah like the sandy hook kids are not like they're barely older than I am. Yeah, like, that was a big thing, too. Like, I remember that. The first thing, the first school shooting I remember was um, Virginia Tech. And I probably mm-hmm. was, like, eight or nine, and it was on the news all day, every day. And so, like, I know this isn't a school shooting, but I think as kids who grew up with the fear of shootings... When stuff like this happens, it kind of feels like a camaraderie. It's like... Yeah, anyone who goes through similar situations. You know, and like... I've never been faced with a school shooter before. I've had people be on uh, school property and had to go into lockdown. I remember doing that, I think, in elementary school and then again in middle school. Um... Well, there was that one time at the high school, I don't remember if it was still when you were in school, but they had to shut down the high school for two days because somebody was planning on shooting it up. No, I was which... there, I think. Yeah. I yeah. Think. No, it, actually, they didn't shut down the school. They, we, um, I, wow, that brought back memories. I think it was my senior year and somebody had threatened to, or it was on Facebook or something that they had said there was a rumor. Yeah, it was something stupid like that. Like, I think it was either a bomb or a school, and we still had to go to school, but we could, like, we couldn't leave classrooms without buddies or teachers. And that's so stupid. What are you gonna do in a buddy group? Yeah, like I can't, I, I can't even. I mean, I do believe that they made us go to school, but. I remember that day, and we were all worried and just kind of waiting for it. And, like, even the one that we had recently, right before pandemic, with the, um, the country bar, uh, out oh, in yeah. uh, Sherman, Sherman Oaks. Oh, yeah. Thousand Oaks. Right? Yeah. In that area. And then the, the Vegas with all the college students was super close to us, too. Um... Like, if you don't know, me and Ella are native Los Angelinos that were raised by country grandma. So we know Mm -hmm. country, we love country. And so all of those places, like, it wouldn't have been completely out of the realm of it to not be there when that happened. 
And in fact, for Mm -hmm. the Sherman Oaks one, I had been talking to a friend about going, I think about two weeks before that actually happened. And then we were like, oh my God. Guess we're not going then. Well, it's I don't even I don't know if it's still open. Like I, it was closed for the investigation, and then you know all of this stuff now too. So yeah, I'm not sure if it's open but, again. Actually, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I but, mean, I remember one time in school they had a sh- shut down in class because someone slipped a note into the office as a joke, saying that they wanted to shoot the school up, and we were all locked down for like three hours. Oh, and Ashley was locked down at APU because there was, I think, an active shooter or some type of situation at Citrus College, and yeah, like, the whole area yeah, got yeah, shut yeah, down. Like right. she was stuck in her room in the dark for hours, and everybody was on Twitter. So like, this sounds about right. Like in terms of people who've dealt with this in their school lives, it's awful that it's become kind of no big deal yeah it's honestly just like a camaraderie thing at this point we're like oh yeah that happened last week cool but looks like we're all in the same sucky boat yeah like and we the fact that we have training for it is something i will never forgive people for but like that's something that is part of the reason why kids now don't have the same like what the fuck about school shootings <laughs> um, yeah that the rest of the fucking world does when they talk to us about things that we do in our schools that nobody else does um but i yeah. think the biggest that where it gets the shock value again is when this happens to people who were completely just enjoying their lives Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't want to say that as, like, high schoolers aren't enjoying their lives, because... High like, schools you... are not enjoying their lives. <laughs> well, that's not the point. <laughs> Obviously, t- being For a teenager... For other reasons. <laughs> being a teenager is very hard, and it was something I was thinking about the other day, um, about the... Like, oh, I think I was listening to Olivia Rodrigo's album again. And Mm -hmm. she was talking about how, like, if someone else tells her to enjoy her youth one more time, she's going to scream. And it's like, you know, we really don't, like, obviously, even my my teenageness time compared to yours is different because the world has changed that much. Like, social media is much bigger. Yeah, especially with tech and all that. School is even harder to get into. And, like, everyone's like, enjoy your youth. It's expensive as shit now. Yeah, everyone's like, enjoy your youth, be a kid while you can, but also you need to do these millions of things if you even want to go to college, and you have to go to college because we've made it impossible to live if you don't. Um, Yeah, but then you do, and you're in debt for the rest of your life, which is totally the plan. I mean, this is getting, this is, I mean, this was never going to be, like, a ha-ha fun episode either. Yeah, uh, but it's getting very heavy. Especially because we're both in a spicy mood right now, too. Well, no, on top it's of just that, like, it's just because it all relates. Because it's like this never should have happened, but it's not the first time that yeah, you know, a gay club has been the target of violence. Like, look at Stonewall. There was stuff also yeah. happening in San Francisco. Like, I just watched a TikTok about the difference between gay bars in San Francisco back in the day versus trans bars gay nightclubs so it's like oh it's yeah still you know all all different it's so annoying that this is the the way things are but like all minorities have like their own subset of hierarchy and it's very yeah that's for sure like with the whole in the heights thing right now and it's like I, I completely hear it. I de- like even the, with the next like the last few days of being because originally I was, I was very hurt. I guess because like I understood it. I just didn't, and I, this is kind of still where I am. Like I understand it far more than I did the first time. Like it was brought what to happened? me. They're mad because um, Washington Heights is primarily an Afro Latina neighborhood. And then if you mm-hmm. think about people from the Dominican Republic, largely they are of darker skin color. 
and then they cast a Puerto mm-hmm. Rican to play a Dominican Republican. So, mm-hmm. like, I I hear it. And even, like, letting it absorb more and more, I hear it so much more. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, why was there only, like, one black character in the cast? Yeah. All? Like, you know, especially when we have, like, a culture here where black and Latin people can be the same thing. Yeah. You know? Well, especially with what the movie was supposed to be, like, that doesn't really make sense to me. No, and that's completely justified, but, like, when I first, like, heard the criticism, I was like, why are we fighting each other? Like, why are we not just looking at this as, like, at least a little bit of a win for a second that we had no white people in this movie and it's a blockbuster hit? Like, why are we not (laughs) celebrating that there was Spanish music in Spanish language, like not, they didn't like they didn't translate it in the subtitles. It was just Spanish, and you had to just figure it out. And so I was mm-hmm. like, why are we not celebrating that? And also, like the characters that we were making were, um, you know, it was like the first time I was seeing Latin people in a movie where it wasn't, like, their Latinness wasn't a detriment to them, where they weren't struggling with Yeah, it was just who they were. Where they weren't struggling with, like, like, it was, they were something that they were proud about, and, like, for someone that, I didn't see it, and then especially because we were hearing people say that there was colorism, and yes, I do get it, um, because, like, there weren't as many shades as there could have been. Um, but it just seemed like they were specifically going after, like, the white-passing ones, and I understand it, but also as a white-passing Latino person, we often don't get the credit of being Latino. So that was mm-hmm. another area where I was like, but she's just as valid as a Latin person. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. So there's, like, a whole bunch of different facets, and I think everyone's right at the same time, and it's just, it's yeah. so, you know, the whole, yeah. the whole thing. It's a whole thing, for whole sure. Thing. As this episode is likely to be as well. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we didn't really start off getting off on a tangent. I mean, In the Heights was an off tangent, but, like, the whole thing with the school shootings and, like, all this stuff. It still relates back. In the back. Heights is, like, yes. kind of relevant, yeah. though, too. I guess so. Just know, if I cry, I'm going to be very frustrated because I am also pre-menstrual. And, God, if this if I'm going to cry on an episode, it's probably one of these ones. Because, because we've been so desensitized yeah. to our own personal traumas that true crime doesn't always impact us the same way. Yeah, but when it's shit we've experienced well, ourselves, it's not like even that, like I, uh, uh, I hate to be that like the way, but like I just think I've been so desensitized to crimes against women because they happen all the time, and so for <laughs> yeah. me, when I hear this for stuff, real. I'm like, that is accurate. Of course, that's of course what happened, and I get more angry than actually. Yeah, it's like- Oh, we have to hold our keys at yeah, night? I yeah, get more all right. angry rather than getting scared. Um, and, like, it's not that I'm not mm-hmm. feeling for the victim. I'm just not surprised anymore. Yeah, because it just keeps happening. And so it's not like I haven't, like, experienced that, so I don't know. It's that there's this is stuff that I guess is also not surprising yeah, but like it just no. It, this isn't like surprising, it, it, but it's so different because like usually when women get attacked, it's like one on their own. You know, like it's not like yeah, women were having a slumber party and someone walked in there and shot everybody. Like that. That which never has happened. happened. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I've heard of a whole like sorority getting. I mean, obviously Ted Bundy, but like, <laughs> like where yeah. everyone. <laughs> Like, you know, like, where someone, they just walked into, like, a good... Well, there was that one lady who broke up with her boyfriend, and her boyfriend went back to her house and shot her and all of her friends. Oh. That happened That was just a couple years ago. The birthday party. Yeah. I I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I think, I think it's, like, it's the prolonged thing of, like, knowing that these people 
have time to call their parents and say I love you and I will I'm I'm or like I'm scared like yeah to know that because so often like when this stuff happens to women we yeah kind of that's just do it all on our own. part of this aspect you know like all of that stuff you know that they felt it but you don't have to they didn't have like that last word to their parent you know mm-hmm Am I making any yeah. sense? I feel like I'm being very insound. I feel like I'm sounding very insensitive when that's not what's happening at all. No, no, I'm following you. I got you. Okay. Um. But yeah. So like, this is going to be a heavier episode, and you're going to have this type of analysis, I guess. And I don't think I have the words to describe why this makes it feel different than when. A woman is killed by an awful man of a, a human of a man or man of a human or whatever because largely it is men that kill us. Um, uh, y- yeah, majority of the time. But this, I think it's just the mass scale of it, and it's like you really just hated something so much that you had to go ruin hundreds of lives mm-hmm. for no goddamn reason. <laughs> This, yeah, this is a little, I'm learning, I learned a lot more researching this than I did before going into it, as it goes, but Mm -hmm. we'll just get into it, and yeah. Alright, that's that's also part of it, because, like, I only remember from the news, like, I didn't go back and look things up. Yeah, from that one perspective of the news. Yeah, I think I drove by it. Oh, I did, because I went to, um, I went to Orlando with... Uh, Danny and one of, and Adrian from Jamba Juice, and they wanted to drive by to mm-hmm. see what happened. So I think that might have been when I went right after it happened. It was when I went to Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. That, that sounds, sounds right. That sounds familiar now. Alrighty. So uh, Pulse is the gay nightclub in Orlando, Florida. It is still open today, so you can go to it. But it's been rebuilt and like, what was that? You know, it's is it like a is it like a we're gonna be here anyway sort of vibe to it? Um, I think so, but I'm not entirely sure because as of this month, this year, they're trying to turn it into a memorial site because it's the government showing off. Ugh. As they have been doing recently. You know, yeah, with the whole Juneteenth thing. Yeah. hmm Yeah, so they're trying to make it a memorial site, and I don't know how that is going to affect it, but for the time being, it's still open as a nightclub. Um, but Pulse I mean, became I nationally like it could known. Be both. Like, why do they have Maybe? to lose their business? Because they were hate crimed. Yeah, that's no a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really looked into the status of it today. Just kind of what happened okay. to it before. Um, so Pulse became nationally known in 2016 because of the mass, sh- mass shooting during Pride Month um, okay. on me or Josh. Yeah, because you. Because you were having trouble with <laughs> words, as always. I know. We just started, so this is going to be an interesting episode. Um, it took place on June 12th at 2 a.m. during the last round call for drinks. Uh, there were about 300 people in the nightclub still during when all this shit took place. Um, this one particular day, Pulse had been hosting a Latin night. Like, also, from being West Coasters... This was happening, this started at around 11 o'clock for us. So we were still Mm -hmm. awake and... And everyone saw shit going down. Yeah, and it was on the news. And so basically everything, like, everyone just Mm -hmm. stopped and we were able to watch the news of, like, all of this stuff happening because it was early enough that people weren't asleep yet or not everybody. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it was um, a Latin night, and most of the people there had Latin or Hispanic backgrounds, which is... Double hate crime. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, it's a double hate crime, pretty much. Um, especially since outside of like Asian culture, being gay in Latin culture is like no. Yeah, for the most part, like in in white for white culture or whatever, um, in white people being gay has gotten increasingly better than Mm -hmm. like others and then you have gay black people being gay and that's still a lot more accepted i'm not going to get into black trans lives because that's not the same as you know the same acceptance level as black gay people um people hardly accept trans people as people as it is let alone anything else yeah but in you know in latin communities like my my abuelita told my cousin and when he came out to her that he was confused and they didn't need to talk about this anymore like it was just no and he was her golden child so like mm-hmm. and that that's like the best situation i've seen of like a disapproving grandmother yeah of just like no you're not allowed to do this kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah uh rough rough game out there Mm -hmm. um okay so on june 12th omar mateen a 29 year old man killed 49 people and wounded 53 more um he went in around like 2 a.m during last call um the he ended up getting shot by the police officers after a three-hour standoff because if you were watching, I don't know if you were watching it live, but it was on from, like, 2 a.m. to around 5 or 6 in the morning is how long everything took. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in a 911 call made shortly after the shooting began, Mateen swore allegiance to the leader of the Islamic State of Iraq, um, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, and said the U.S. killing of Abu in Iraq the previous month triggered the shooting and he later told the negotiator he was out here right now because of the American-led interventions in Iraq and Syria and that the negotiator should tell the U.S. to stop bombing, um, which then deemed the incident as a terrorist attack. Great. Yeah, didn't know any of that going into this. Which is interesting because I think that they would be like the first people to come out and say it was a. T- I guess they didn't like. This is all speculative if there's like FBI agents listening. But I guess they didn't like that a terrorist had tried to attack gay people. And like. Yeah, I think it I'm was like what angle they wanted to take with the public. Like, did they want to play it as oh, gay people got shot, or it was a terrorist attack. Like, it's just what angle they wanted. I mean, it's still a terrorist attack, even if it's not, like, an outside Publicized of the state, as one? Or outside of the country thing. Like, I, mm-hmm. I really hate that we limit terrorism to, like, foreigners. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Domestic terrorism is probably our worst thing we have. Yeah, it well, definitely Well, not is. our and, worst, like, but definitely up there decades it's it's been there for decades and we've never addressed it no it's been there even longer because like yeah it's been there probably since the start since like the the u.s at least like that's Mm -hmm. for sure the biggest one i mean we're obviously since about andrew johnson with his whole nativism laws and everyone trying to kill yeah uh, asian immigrants and irish immigrants colonism or colonialism as a domestic terrorist because they're not going to see the native people. Oh, of as course not. The part of the nation, not the white people. No. <sighs> um, but it's that's super interesting. But even as, like, obviously being gay in the Middle East is like just as bad as Latin or Asian communities. But um, very interesting for them to retaliate against America in a deeply southern state with gay people. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't yeah, think I mean, it gets even more interesting in that regard, too. 
yeah, like, I don't think we should shoot anybody, but if I was trying to send a signal to America that I hated everything America standed for, I wouldn't it be would going not be to the gay, gay people. people. No. America already doesn't care about the gay people. Especially in it the South. It wouldn't do anything to them. Yeah, especially in the South. So, yeah, there's that. Um, so this incident, um, is the deadliest against LGBT people in the U.S., like, numbering higher than Stonewall or anything else. Well, Stonewall Um, was just, like, a revolution, and it was, like, gay and trans people against cops. This was just, mm -hmm. you know, a brutal tragedy. Yeah, this was just gun violence. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, this is also the deadliest terrorist attack since September 11th, not including the insurrection. I mean, the insurrection hurt a lot of people, but it didn't kill nearly as many as this. And it was the deadliest mass shooting by a single man, uh, until 2017 when the Las Vegas shooting happened. Yeah, okay. Because, like... What? Why was Sandy Hook not in there somewhere? Because like that was like twenty kids, and like I can't yeah, this was just higher faculty. than that. No, I'm not. I know that, but like I don't. I guess so many people died in nine eleven. Yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, because Sandy Hook was two thousand and eight. I think mm, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Uh. It might have been because then I left the middle school and they started putting gates around everything because it t- before then you could just walk literally yep. into the school. Mm-hmm. So probably yeah, I remember that. around 2008, 2009. Yeah, I just remember seeing that picture of Obama at the table after talking to the parents okay. when I was a kid. And I was like, of that oh. one picture of Obama talking to the parents at the yeah. school after it. No, the the picture that that I cannot forget about about Sandy Hook is that is the picture. sister. No, I, is it this? I don't know if it's. I thought it was a mom, and she's like at her car on the phone, Freeway. just screaming. Mm-hmm. That was the sister of the teacher. Yeah. Oh my god! Like I didn't know who she was, but that is the image that sticks with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. Fucking guns. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yep. Okay. So this motherfucker was armed with a semi-automatic rifle and a 9mm Glock and a 17 um, semi-automatic pistol. So he got three different guns on him. Yeah. Three different, like, big-ass guns on him. Is Florida, like, an open carry state? I don't know anything about each state's gun rules. Like, I don't know. The fact that people get guns all the time is like, I don't... And it's a different in every state. Yeah. I mean, we're from California. People uh, don't get to have guns just anywhere, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you're talking but... about rural areas, babe? Yeah, but like, could you walk into Walmart with a gun in Reading? Yes. That's concerning. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen it something like that before. Reading's pretty fucked up. I don't know. Like, I know, like, you know, people can buy them there. I just don't know if we get, like, a whole... You can have it in a holster. I'm sorry, only if you're white. If you're not yeah, white, that sounds no about right. Mm. Yeah, that sounds about accurate. Um, okay, so among the crowd was a recently discharged Marine veteran working as a bouncer who, like, immediately knew the minute the gun started firing that it was gunfire. Um, and he described it as a high-caliber gunfire, and he hid people in a closet and, like, locked the door, um, and it let 70 people escape. Wow. Just by, like... Because knowing what it was and letting people out. Yeah. Um, so one of the... Okay, this sucks. One of the girls hid herself in a bathroom and just covered herself with the bodies of the dead people who had already been shot. I mean, like, that's... And... Like, that's part of, like, the, the 
the trauma of like this stuff like obviously you have the actual trauma of being like in fear for your life stuck in a place with a gunman but then like the stuff that you had to do to survive and then mm-hmm. that's why so many people end up with like survivor's guilt of like why did i get to live and yeah so yeah one of the girls did that um another bartender said she hid underneath the bar um and one of the other patrons who tried to do that too while helping other people just got shot cuz most people got shot by ricochets and not direct hits wow uh yeah, so according to uh, one man who was trapped inside a bathroom with 15 other people, Mateen fired 16 times into the bathroom through the closed door, um, killed at least two people, and wounded several others. Like, Because that's the kind of guns he had. Well, and, like, that's just, that just shows so much of, like, him, his, who he was, too, because that's, like shooting fish in a barrel like they're stuck there mm-hmm. like it's just i don't no i never am able to like comprehend this stuff um yeah and like you know i it, it makes no sense to say i can comprehend people going out and like killing one person because i also mm-hmm. can't do that there but like these are people you have like they have done nothing to you you don't know who yeah. the fuck they are. You've never met them in your life. They couldn't have insulted you mm-hmm. if they tried because you've never talked to them. And yet, here they are taking the brunt of your hatred of something else. Like, yeah. at least when people murder people, it's like they knew them and they had their own delusional way of thinking that this was justified. Obviously, this person did, too, but, like, I cannot comprehend that you just woke up one day and you're like, I'm gonna kill as many people as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so I guess two survivors quoted Mateen during that, saying, I don't have a problem with black people and that he wouldn't stop his assault until America stopped bombing his country. Um, and he lied through all of it saying that he had explosives and snipers and like bombs everywhere and all that kind of stuff just to make it right just to make the threat just feel that more real for everyone um so that what are uh, these people going to do about you know america's bombs yeah yeah, what no, they, you th- they can't do shit. I don't understand. Like, that's like complaining about something to the cashier at a restaurant who has literally no power in anything. <laughs> I know. It's like, like, what do you expect them to do? And like, dude, I'm just here because I have to be. Like, that's kind of it. I'm mm-hmm. here because my family's here and it takes too long to immigrate somewhere else. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, okay, so the, um, off-the-clock Marine I was telling you about, I believe, had, yeah, he had a a handgun on him. He knew it wouldn't do enough, obviously, but, you know, he still tried to stop this guy anyways. So, um, there were a lot of 911 calls going back and forth and all of that, and the cops showed up two minutes after the shooting started. And during all of that, the Marine was, like, trying to help as many people as he could and, like, take out Mateen and all of that. Um, Six officers shot out a large glass window and tried to, like, get into the area. And they followed it to, like, the bathrooms where Mateen was, like, threatening people and whatnot. Um... As soon as Mateen saw the officers, he closed up the bathroom and kept them all as hostages. Like, he decided to hold up in there instead of continuing whatever it was he was doing. Um, Okay. Yeah, so about 20 minutes after the cops showed up, the SWAT team 
came in with their, you know, SWAT teaminess. Um, yeah. And he had about 15 or so why, people in that bathroom with him. Why can't we just go straight? Why can't we just go straight to SWAT team? Yeah. Like, why do the uh, normal cops have to show up first and then they're like, huh, we probably need the SWAT team. And then they call the SWAT team. And we have to wait for the SWAT team to come in. Yeah, no, because waiting why? for that killed a bunch more people in the process. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, I mean, obviously, oh, this is what we mean when we mean, like, defund and like reallocate yeah because there should be ways that if a dispatcher gets calls about a shooting they just go straight to SWAT team mm-hmm. or social services or both because like yeah get those. You know, if it's a child if it's a child we don't necessarily want to be sticking the SWAT team on it but we don't want to just be sending in social services to figure it all out on their own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, you it's know, situational. Like there needs to be more. But if the cops just get there, create a, like, perimeter, and then they're like, hmm, can't do anything. Why are we calling you? Yeah. Or how about this? We just take the fucking guns away so it doesn't happen. I mean, yes, but, like, people people will still get guns. I even know. Even if we take guns away. Because, unfortunately... We're not Australia, where you guys all just said, you know what, yeah, we don't need guns anymore. So there wasn't a problem of people trying oh, to Oh, no. Get guns. No, of course not. If we did that here, it would be mayhem, and people would be buying guns on the black market all the time. So, like, it, you still need to train people how to deal with gun situations, because I don't know if in the next hundred whatever years, America will be able to completely kill the gun violence but if i'm calling the cops and they can't do anything and they have to call other cops can i just call yeah the, if i die cops if because cops aren't helping me i'm going to haunt their bitch asses forever well and this has happened before like like i was just listening to an old my favorite murderer and they had a the collar bomb guy mm-hmm. and the cops came to get him because he was robbing banks but then the, he said i have a bomb on my neck don't come near me and they were like okay we've got to call the bomb squad and then the bomb went off on him like three minutes before the bomb squad got there like what good are you if he's just <laughs> sitting on the sidewalk and he explodes because the, he was waiting for actual cops who could help him could come. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much wasted time. And these are people's lives. Yeah. And they're just trapped in there while you are outside pointing lights and guns at them. Like, I'm sure there's, like, you know, you have, like, things that you have to follow. But if the end goal is save as many people, then you being there is not helping anything. Yeah, if anything, you're just scaring more people. Like, there's no point. Well, and also, now the gunman knows that he has cops on him who aren't going to come in, and then we have this whole negotiation shit where he's, they're like, don't kill any more people. And he's like, I'm not going to kill any more people if you stop bombing my thing. And they're like, hey, we're just the Florida police. We have no control over yeah, that. Yeah, literally. Also. Like, we're from Orlando. Like, we're not even Florida police. We're Orlando police. Like, you'd have to call in the state agents, and then they would have to call the FBI, and then they would have to go back to Washington, and then somebody would have to wake up the president, and then they'd, I don't know. Like, there's so many other people in charge Mm -hmm. of these, like, Orlando cops. That What are they supposed to do? Yeah, okay, I've just heard from Obama they're not doing it anymore. I don't, what do you want? Mm-hmm. But in that all of that, these people are still being held hostage and traumatized. And if you mess with them, he's just going to shoot more yeah. people. So the system yeah, no, doesn't work. Yeah, no, because he did not stop shooting. The system doesn't work. And your perimeter just means that 
nobody outside the perimeter gets hurt. I don't. The problem isn't outside the perimeter. the The problem is inside that building. Go inside the mm-hmm. building. Yeah. Um. So at about four thirty in the morning, Mateen told negotiators with the SWAT team that he planned to strap explosive vests. Um, similar to the ones used in the Paris attacks and the um, Boston Run Marathon thing, that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was going to place the people in different corners of the building and then detonate them in 15 minutes. And bring the whole building to down? To just kill everyone. Yeah. Um, it was at that point that the OPD officers decided that they couldn't negotiate their way out of this and were going to try and blow their way in. What? Because it's the Orlando Police Department. Um, yeah. Around 2.30 in the morning, Mateen's wife got a call from her mother at 2.30. Um, oh, God. I would hate that phone and, call. And... Huh? I would hate that phone call. I don't even know what it is, but I know I'm not going to like it. Yeah, so she woke up to that phone call, and there was a text from Mateen... Oh, okay. So, no, she got the call, and her mom asked her where Mateen was, and so his wife texted him, and Mateen's response was that if she had seen the news, um, to which she replied, no, and the last thing he said to her was just, I love you, babe. No. No. Uh, I'm sorry. If- I I swear- Joshua, if you ever- like lose your goddamn mind and you decide to go create a mass shooting event and I don't know where you are and you're just like um I love you babe I'm like you don't get to love me anymore I don't accept it fuck you I'm not okay with this ever you know fuck your heaven plans I will send you the finger from the the strip pole that Lil Nas went down while I'm up in heaven because you're in hell, buddy. Oh my god. I would never forgive you. I won't do that. I know you won't. I'm just threatening. Lovingly threatening. (laughs) If you ever try to kill a bunch of people, I'm done. I know. Yes. Children too. Like, not if you try to kill children. I'm saying if 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 my children walk out of my uterus and do this, I don't care. Done. No. You want to know how she found out this was happening too? Did she turn on the news? No. The cops showed up at her house oh, and told her to come out with her hands up. Yeah, because we spent she so much no time. She had no idea ne- what the yeah. fuck was happening. We spent so much time negotiating with this guy instead of saving people that the cops had enough time to background check the seri- the, the killer person and then go out of his house to where his wife had no idea. Also, how do you not know? You, you, how How is this that that's a thing that happens? Like, I don't understand how... Because he literally just decided one day to go to Orlando and do it. I guess, but, like, I mean, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Like, how did he act around her? What were their conversations like? You know? I will get into that in a minute. Um, so back to when the OPD decided to try and bust in to the, bust into the club. Uh They couldn't do it easily. It took them a while, and Mateen knew that they had busted in. Um, So at 5.15 in the morning, he engaged the officers. He was shot eight times in that, um, and he was shot by 11 officers, who and he was eventually reported down at 5.17 in the morning. He was shot so by eleven officers. All of that time. But only eight times. Yep. That sounds like a yep. lot of missed bullets. <laughs> yep. Like not It really does, doesn't it? Like it's I hate this thing because like I'm always kind of like just get like, you know, I'm kind of in that place of like just deal with the threat. 
Um, but that mm-hmm. threat is a human person. But apparently so, like, they can't I... even manage to do that, so. I know. I know. And it's like, they only ever kill brown, the brown guys. Like, uh. Yeah, well, because you remember with the Parkland one, they were like, oh, this kid's just misunderstood and he got bullied in school. Like, all, all of like, them. No. Well, except Virginia Tech, didn't that guy make it out? I don't remember anymore. Hang on, let me just I'm quick not sure. You can keep talking. Um. Yeah, so on the scene, 39 people, including Mateen, were pronounced dead, and then 11 more directly after at the hospitals in the area. Um. Of the 38 victims to die on the scene, not including Mateen, um, 20 died on the stage area and the dance floor, 9 in the north bathroom, 4 in the south bathroom, 3 on the stage, 1 at the front lobby, and 1 out on the patio. Um, and he killed 5 people during that hostage situation in the, ba- in the bathroom. Which, what the fuck even was the point of trying to negotiate with him when he's shooting people in the bathroom, still? Um, so over 90% of the victims had Hispanic backgrounds, and about half of them were Puerto Rican or Dominican. Um, an off-duty United States Army Reserve captain, who was not in uniform, he was the guy with the gun who was helping out, he was also mm-hmm. killed. Mm. Um, yeah, so besides the 2017 Vegas shooting, this is the deadliest mass shooting. It's also the deadliest incident against uh, queer people in the U.S. The age ranges from all of the people went from 18 to 49. So there were a ton of fucking people there still yeah like the I didn't get their names down I meant to but I ran out of time but yeah there was 18 was the youngest and I think he had just turned 18 or something like that too so this motherfucker lived 117 miles away from Orlando like, they always like leave. I mean, I that's found not the just names. A hop- I can read them all if you guys want me to read them all. Sure. Um, it's gonna take a bit. Uh, Stanley Almodovar the third, who was twenty three. Amanda Alvier, who was twenty five. Oscar A. Arsena Montero, who was twenty six. Rodolfo Ayala Ayala was thirty three. Alejandro Barrios Martinez was 21. Martinez Benditez Torres was 33. Antonio D. Brown was 30. Daryl R. Burt II was 29. Jonathan A. Camuy Vega was 24. Angel A. Candelario Padro was 28. Simon A. Carrillo Fernandez was 31. Juan Chavez Martinez was 25. Luis D. Conde was 39. Corey J. Connell was 21. Tevin E. Crosby was 25. Frankie J. De Jesus Velasquez was 50. Um, Dianca D. Drayton was 32. Mercedes M. Flores was 26. Peter O. Gonzalez Cruz was 22. Juan R. Herrero was 22. Paul T. Henry was 41. Frank Hernandez was 27. Miguel A. Onado Onorado was 30. Javier Jorge Reyes was 40. Jason B. Josefat was 19. Eddie J. Justice was 30. Anthony L. Lorano Disla was 25. Christopher A. Leonen was 32. Brenda L. Marquez McCool was 49. Jean C. Mendez Perez was 35. Kira Monet Marie was 18. 
Kimberly Morris was 37. Jean C. Nieves Rodriguez was 27. Luis O. Ocasio Capo was 20. Geraldo A. Ortiz Jimenez was 25. Eric Ivan Ortiz Rivera was 36. Joel Rayon Peniagua was 32. Enrique L. Rios Jr. was 25. Juan P. Rivera Velasquez was 37. Yomari Rodriguez Solivan was 24. Christopher J. Sanfeliz was 24. Javier Emanuel Serrano Rosado was 35. Gilberto Ramon Silva Menendez was 25. Edward Sotomayor Jr. was 34. Shane E. Tomlinson was 33. Leroy Valentin Fernandez was 25. Luis S. Vilma was 22. Luis Daniel Wilson Leon was 37. And Harold A. Wright was 34 or 31. Yeah, so there were a bunch of different people with a bunch of different backgrounds there. Yeah. Through all of that. So, yeah, that is that. And then the background on Mateen, I wasn't able to find a whole lot. But he was trying to become a prison guard at one of the at one of the prisons in Florida somewhere I don't remember the exact one but he got put on administrative termination not involving misconduct um because the warden recommended that he leave after Mateen joked about bringing a gun to school um and Mateen unsuccessfully pursued career in law enforcement failing to become a Florida state trooper in 2011 and to gain admission into the police academy in 2015. According to a police academy classmate, Mateen threatened to shoot his classmates at a cookout in 2007 after his hamburger touched pork in violation of the Islamic dietary laws. So this guy was kind of already a case that people should have been watching. That's not somebody we should be letting handle guns and hide crime yeah. high intensity crimes mm-hmm. like but you know because they don't do background checks on guns he could just get one super easily mm-hmm. even after threatening to shoot all of these different people yeah so there's that but i think the main question i have is he lived 117 miles away so why go all the way to orlando I mean, that's that's a question, like, we always wonder. Like, remember um, the guy who shot up the three different Asian massage places in Georgia? Mm-hmm. Like, he drove, like, I don't know, 70 miles in between all of them. Like, between the first one to the second one and then the second one to the third one. Like, they had they were so far away from each other. And, like, you know, that stuff that, like psychopaths do like ted bundy would drive really far away i think it's like in the hopes of no one will suspect me because it's so far out of the way and like maybe that Mm -hmm. used to work back in the 70s but definitely not in 2017 we have cameras everywhere well i mean you wouldn't do that to go shoot up a bunch of people either because there's no way you're getting out of that if you're going to do a mass shooting you're like that's the end for you well, and, like, that's how you, like, you know that this wasn't, like, an act of, you know, rage, because you had the mm-hmm. time to, like, you had the plan to, like, get all the guns, and then you had that entire time of a drive to get there, to change your mind. Yeah, or to, and then you still went through with it. Or if you were just that enraged, like, you had all that time to calm down. Like, I could see maybe you got, no, I can't because I would never do this. But, like, even if, like, because especially since these were people that, like, like, gay people had done nothing to this person. He was apparently mad at America. I mean, people had rumors that he 
had relations with guys, but it was never really proved. And, yeah, he just said that it was for America, because America. And so, like, if that's the case, like, and you're that mad, it, like, it would only, it still doesn't make sense, but, like, it would be as if, like, someone hit your car, and then you had road rage, and then you chase them down for 117 miles, and then you finally get them over to the side. How is it that you're still mad about driving yeah. 107? Like, that's a long time. Like if you're, It's a really long if time. If you're going 80, that's still more than an hour of driving. Like, that's like mm-hmm. a solid hour and a half going 80 fully. If that, the without traffic. Time. If you, you know, um, I mean, it was late at night, so maybe there wasn't traffic, but that's still like a long time to be alone with your thoughts and still get to the nightclub and be like, yeah, this is still a great fucking idea. Mm hmm. Because, like, I, I won't understand this, like, I refuse to understand this type of mental decisioning, but, like, how did you mm-hmm. drive all that way? Let's say you're still mad. How did you like look upon the happiness that was a club on a on a weekend? Like happy, having fun, people I believe it laughing was weekend, yeah. and dancing and singing. And you still decided to be pissed off and go in there and ruin everyone's life. Yeah. Like that's not So that's I all understand. I have for that, but you know, um, I remember when the news was coming because this was still, I mean, it's still kind of that way, but I think it's gotten less. Like, I think we've gotten, like, the media has gotten so used to schools, like, shootings in general. Like, like we had, we've had already mm-hmm. a bunch of shootings this year. And, like, how many do you actually know about? Two? Yep. But there used to be this type of, like, schedule. Where, like, the first day was the active shooting thing, like, live coverage of it. And mm-hmm. then the next day after that was, like, what we know now. And, like, here's the remaining smolders of what once was a happy place. And then the next, like, three days were about the victims. And so, like, during that time, like, I so many parents came forward and spoke of, like, how they were dealing with it, and, like, so many of them were woken up from sleep to calls from their children that were in there. Um, I remember one mom, I think she... I don't think her child made it, but I don't remember if she heard them die on the phone. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, there was so so much of that, and there was, like, it's so horrible to like hear people kind of regress in these moments and they're like they just want their mm-hmm. mom and now everyone's kind of just desensitized to it and we're like oh yeah just a day in the life and it completely like takes away what these people are going through because we're just like well another day gone and so all these people were like going through with like I mean look at COVID People are losing people every day, and it's just like, nope, another day. Go out there and be happy. You've got a job. Or whatever. Well, and you have the people who are actively, like, going against that. So if you've been personally affected by it, and and you still see all those motherfuckers outside with guns, like, just doing their thing. You know, and these are, and, like, these were people's children. And we're just like, oh, well, it's over now. You should be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, bringing it back to, like, two weeks ago when we did the Rajneesh thing. They were like, here, go to sleep for three days. Your son's dead. Uh, Three days later, we're good now, right? And it's like, no, my child is dead. Can't get back to work. My child, I listened to my child cry out for me. And I'm just supposed to be okay with it now? Because he's dead? Mm-hmm. Because the shooter's just dead and you've handled the situation like no yeah cuz you know well, i've cried with the podcast life now, now i guess so. do we have um something light to bring it back for wrap up 
Any of a fun, um, fun thing? Fun I fact? don't believe so. Ollie doesn't make any noise, <laughs> so I can't do, like, Elvis. <laughs> he makes a lot of noise, but all right. I see Ollie, your point. Ollie, you want a roo? Roo! Come on. His paw's stuck. Ooh. Ollie. He's sleeping. I can't. Nothing there either. Uh, do you want to get Josh on for a joke? It won't be a good joke. I mean, that doesn't matter. It's still a joke. Hey, babe. Do you have a joke? No, that's not going to be good. Let's see. Um, <laughs> he's trying to find one. Um, oh, no. Do you want to roo? Come on, roo, Ollie. How do we get him to roo? I don't know, but I'm afraid for the calendar. Why are you afraid for the calendar? Its days are numbered. Um, maybe this wasn't the best joke for the pulse shooting. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh. Okay, here's one. Okay. Uh, singing in the shower is fun until you get soap in your mouth. Then it's a soap opera. Okay. Did you hear All that, right. Ella? Should we leave it with that? I did. Okay. Is that everything you wanted? Sure. <laughs> All right. I don't have anything. Neither do I. I am not the jokey one. I mean, we're jokey, but not intentionally. Yeah, no, we're not jokey in that way. I mean, Should I we could... tell them the things? Wait, let me try. Can you give me a chicken? Do you want chicken? <laughs> do you want chicken? Do you want a chicken? Come here, baby. Do you want a chicken? Chicken. <laughs> Come on, roar. Yeah, roar. Roar. Do you want this? Are you babies? Are you the babies? It's gonna take a while. Are you the babies? Come on. He's not gonna do it. Do you want to treat babies? He's so confused. Do you want to treat? He's like, what are you doing, this mama? Do you want to treat babies? Ugh. That didn't do anything. I spent all this effort. <laughs> I don't know. And Josh is going to have a lot to cut out now. So then I guess what we'll say is, like, don't don't be a, 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 be a mad human. Like, you know. Yeah, just try and do your best by everyone. Just. Because we're all stuck in the same fucking boat. Let people live. Like, it's, yeah, like, what people are doing, for the most part, has nothing to do with you. And, like, has really no mm -hmm. impact on your life. Honestly. People dancing. People loving whoever they love. Whatever music mm -hmm. they're listening to. Whatever age they are. You know. It's just yeah, not worth it. Yeah, lots of things. It's not worth it. And if you really, like, need to go for a drive, fine. But you should get back home knowing that it would be really stupid to do anything on that emotion. Mm-hmm. So go out there and hug your loved ones and mm -hmm. watch a good movie. Tell Should people you love them. Yeah. Jennifer's Body's on Hulu, so you should watch that. <laughs> uh, you'll feel a lot better, probably. Um, if not, watch The Croods. Gotta love Megan Fox. <laughs> yeah. Watch The Croods, too, also on Hulu. It's an excellent movie. Nice. We love right. The Croods. Well, we should tell them the things, I guess. As we end the stoner <laughs> right. of an episode. Um, you can find us at nope underscore um underscore scared. Follow us like a shudicidium. We're always happy to chat with you guys. And if you would like to email us of whatever to your heart's content, our email is Nope, I'm scared podcast at gmail.com. And um, I guess happy pride. Ugh. Happy pride! Woo! Like, I, I know, like, because this all comes from, like, Stonewall, right. and Stonewall was a huge ache in the community as well. It's just, but, like, we've, it's been, like, reclaimed and built back better. So, I like, I feel like that's what happened with Pulse 2, where people, like, didn't forget, but, like, 
continued to fight to live the lives that they all wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's where things have to keep going. Like, Because you can't stop the tragedies. You just have to be able to keep finding joy after. Yeah, that's the best thing you can do. So live your pride because you deserve it. Woo! Yeah! Alright, we'll catch you guys next time on a lighter episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be more <laughs> because we're gonna be celebrating Nope Turns 1. Yeah! Nope's baby first birthday! Baby first birthday! Alright, we love you guys! Alright, we'll see you later, guys! Be nice to people. Hey, okay. bye! Bye! bye.